here and today I have the privilege of hosting Christine Muldoon. She's the VP of Marketing and Strategy at WebMD. In this role, she has a responsibility over the company's overall market strategy and execution, including marketing, B2B and B2C communications and marketing positioning. Additionally, Christine works exclusively with clients and internal stakeholders to evaluate the market, leverage voice of customer, evaluate partnership opportunities and operationalize opportunities for the company's success. Prior to her time at WebMD, she served as the Executive Business Director of Business and Product Strategy. For the past six years, Christine's moderated the WebMD Health Plan and Employer Advisory Boards comprised of executives to discuss key health topics and identify strategic market opportunities. She has over 20 years experience in the healthcare industry, and it's just such a privilege to to have her here on the podcast to talk to us about what they're doing at WebMD Health Services, how it's different from WebMD, and uh, overall just uh, how they're contributing to the healthcare ecosystem. So Christine, such a privilege to, to have you here with us. Thanks, Saul. I'm really excited to be here and appreciate the opportunity to to talk with you. Yeah, it's absolutely. And and so tell us a little bit more, Christine, about what inspires your work in healthcare. Well, I mean, as you had said in my bio, I have been in the healthcare field for over 20 years, which kind of makes me feel like I'm really old. (laughs) Um, I have spent most of my career in the health and wellness segment of, of healthcare. And, you know, I don't really have an exciting story about, you know, why I got into healthcare. And there really wasn't one thing, but I think I'm just, you know, inspired by the fact that I can empower individuals with all aspects of their health. And I think it really comes from just me as a person and personally, you know, what I do, I am a mom of three active teenagers. Mm. And, you know, my my job, aside from obviously providing home food and internet, because of course that's really important to them, <laughs> is to just make sure that they do have, you know, a positive self-image. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I, I work out every morning. I make sure that, you know, we're eating healthy food. My kids know, like, mom, you're in a bad mood today. You probably didn't work out. Is that true? So they really know how important, you know, health and wellness is to me just as a person. And I, I think it's about really how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself each day. And I believe that there's this huge correlation between really the mind and the body. So your physical mm-hmm. health impacts your mental health, which impacts your physical health. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I'm inspired that I can provide motivation, nudges, and encouragement to our population that we work with and to my family as well about putting their well-being first. So, you know, I'm just really lucky. And in my role at WebMD Health Services, I support our team in terms of providing tools, resources, and information that help our clients support their employees and members in the same way, really to take charge of their health and their well-being and to really provide an impact that creates, you know, real behavior change. 
I love it. No, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating that the, the well-being piece of this is so important. And, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about acute care and, and, you know, sick care. I feel like with the shifts in, in digital health and what we have going on now with COVID-19, there's, there's a stronger shift. And I think more dollars toward well-being, we're starting to become more focused there. And, and even the chronic care piece, right? Taking care of that, the well-being okay. around chronic care. So awesome that you guys are focused there and that you personally are driven for that. And I also, I love your message about, you know, helping kids with that positive self-image. I mean, I've got a three-year-old myself and it's a, it's a daily thing. So thanks for the inspiration there. <laughs> we have to do it with today's digital and what they see. Um, you know, yeah. not everybody's perfect. It's, it's how you feel about yourself. So I try to encourage that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and so, so tell us a little bit more about WebMD Health Services. How are you guys adding value to the healthcare ecosystem? Yeah. So, well, first, you know, most people get WebMD Health Services confused with WebMD or WebMD.com, which is where, you know, if I say I work for WebMD, people say, oh, is that where I, you know, go to Symptom Checker and find out that I have this terrible illness? Um, But WebMD Health Services is part of the WebMD brand of companies. But WebMD Health Services provides digital, telephonic, and on-site well-being solutions to both employers and health plans. So our clients are employers and health plans, and they offer our well-being solutions to their employees and to their members as a benefit. In terms of adding value, I would say that, you know, and and you alluded this to this all that, you know, we've definitely seen the shift in the market from focusing on wellness, which is really more about the physical aspects, to this more holistic approach to well-being. And, and that's really where we focus. WebMD Health Services brings together what we call five dimensions of well-being into our solution. And our five dimensions of well-being include physical, uh, emotional, social, financial, and clinical management. And clinical management is not a common dimension of well-being that you typically hear about, but it's one that's important to WebMD because we believe that if you're not effectively managing a health condition that you have or if you're at risk of a health condition, it certainly can impact your overall well-being and the other dimensions of well-being. So, We add value because we look at these multiple dimensions of well-being. I think the other thing to think about is in today's, literally today's current situation with COVID-19, it further emphasizes just that need and the importance to really focus and deliver a holistic well-being solution that is providing, you know, what we say, the right tools at the right time. So, we need to be able to support individuals no matter where they are in their health journey so that we are being effective on their overall health. So, you know, right now we have so many people that are working from home, they're practicing social distancing, and, you know, maybe they need the emotional support or, you know, they need that motivation, maybe a team-based wellness challenge that keeps them active and social at the same time even though we're not all maybe in the same office location. And then you might have other employees that need a solution that helps them, 
you know, create a budget right now because, you know, they're facing some financial insecurities and, you know, they want to start focusing on their financial wellness. I think there is a, a huge opportunity and still very much an importance of delivering a holistic well-being solution even today, despite us not all being in an office location. Christina, I, I love the dimensions, you know, that you mentioned. I do feel like it, it does capture them all. And, and your emphasis on clinical management too is is critical, right? If you let go of what you're doing to manage your 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 diabetes or, or you know, COPD, whatever it might be, everything else falls through the cracks. And 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 all of those elements, physical, emotional, financial, social. Are, are, are really important. And, and how often are we thinking about these things for our employees? How, how often are we, are we, you know, whether or not they take them up, but offering them resources to, to, to thrive uh, for, the, for their well-being to thrive. And so how do you guys, obviously the, the model is different, but how would you say what you guys do is different uh, than what's available today? Yeah, I, you know, I would say that what makes WebMD Health Services different is our focus on behavior change. We, we're not just looking to drive people to use the solution or what I call a click for engagement strategy, meaning, hey, come to the site, make sure you say that you did this, and then you're going to, re- you know, earn your reward or your incentive. What we really focus on is building daily habits that align with an individual's interest. So our approach focuses on recognizing that, you know, we're all human. It's really hard to, you know, change a bad habit. Um, And so how do we support individuals through that process? Perfect example is um, New Year's resolutions, right? Right. You make a New Year's resolution. I am guilty of every year making a New Year's resolution. (laughs) But these resolutions are really lofty goals. So, you know, this year I'm pretty sure I said I'm going to exercise seven days a week no matter what. Or, you know, someone that wants to focus on their financial wellness. You know, they, they, they cut up their credit card and they're committed to spending less money. And then usually by February, we're back to our old habits. Yep. Why? Because we set lofty goals and at the same time, Uh, We as humans, we want immediate gratification or success. That's what we expect. So we are just right off the bat setting ourselves up for failure. And so solutions that do that same type of thing or support those lofty goals, you know, are also setting users up for failure. So to get someone who, let's say, lives a sedentary lifestyle to actually running a 5K, it takes small goals or steps that add up to that bigger goal of a 5K. So you can't just get off the couch and expect to run a 5K. Well, at least for most people. But (laughs) So to successfully really, I would say, support behavior change, um, our solutions are built on um, a scientific behavior change methodology, which, you know, I won't go into all the details, but we worked with practicing physicians, clinicians, and other members on our clinical advisory board. And at the core of our well-being approach is a solution which we call daily habits, how appropriate. Um, and it offers basically a variety of small, manageable actions to help people form healthy habits 
in a way that like focuses on their personal situation. So we can't expect everyone to do the same thing. We have to gather information at the start. We want to understand, okay, Saul, you know, what is your initial health status? What are your goals? And then we recommend the right daily activities that are aligned with your, your individual goals and your status. And then from there, daily habits gives individuals really the, the freedom to choose what activities they want to do and, you know, help them achieve a goal and really complete those activities in a way that's really relevant to their current lifestyle. And, you know, the activities that we embed in the solution are focused on, you know, in inducing behavior change. And so we're seeing success with this strategy. Um, and it's really exciting because we are definitely not just focused on engagement, but really looking at how we empower individuals to be successful in their behavior change. Love it. And that's a big difference to, you know, empowering people, uh, whether just focusing on engagement clicks, you, like you said, clicks for engagement, uh, is, is not really the end result that we're after for employee health. And so, maybe you have a story, Christine, tell us a little bit about how you guys have improved outcomes or made business better for some of your clients. Sure. Um, well, I think the, the first thing to talk about is how well-being has become more holistic. And the problem is that as an industry, we are not measuring program success holistically either, if that makes sense. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what I mean is our our measurement for success is not holistic in terms of measuring outcomes. So as an industry, we don't measure well-being in a comprehensive way. So great example, let's take a weight loss program. If All you right. only look at weight loss alone, you're kind of missing the bigger picture. So your, your, your lens is too narrowly focused on the specific outcome for the program. You know, maybe the person lost weight, maybe they didn't. But the thing you need to consider is, are there other positive results based on the participation in that program. So maybe they're actually just feeling healthier because they participate in the program. Um, Maybe they report that they're sleeping better. They have more energy. You know, they're getting on the floor and able to play with their kids. Um, You know, maybe they feel more positive or they can get off blood pressure medication. So the impact of the weight management program went beyond the one specific metric of losing weight. And so we need to measure the impact that an improvement in that one risk can have on other health risks. So I think that's the baseline first. And then, you know, in terms of what we've seen in terms of outcomes or making business better, I think a great example, and I'm actually going to share you two examples because it kind of ties to both. First is kind of what I had kind of talked about before this holistic well-being and we've definitely seen this shift in the market with organizations that originally were looking at well-being programs for a return on investment right Mm -hmm. now we're seeing this shift in the market where organizations are actually investing in well-being programs as more of a corporate strategy to improve employee engagements employee overall satisfaction retention productivity and also really focusing on the culture within their organization. So 
let's take this organization. This is a a client that has been a client for 10 years, and they actually had completed this major technology acquisition. They're going through this acquisition, and they really wanted to focus on culture, recognizing that, you know, if you've been through uh, an acquisition, it's a pretty stressful time. And so they really wanted to focus on the stress and resilience of their employees. And they didn't want to just hand out stress balls, you know, those little fun (laughs) balls. Uh, They wanted to really focus on showing the true commitment to helping their employees deal with these adversity changes. So we helped them roll out this stress and resilience training as part of their well-being program. And after less than seven months, they had 17,000 employees enroll in the stress and resilience training program. So it it really shows that there was a need they recognized and it was important to their organizational culture. So not everything has to be about ROI. Sure. Um, can I share another example? Do we have yeah. time? <laughs> no, yeah, please, please. Let's talk about it. And, and you know, just, just quickly there, you, you know, the, the shift is important. And the reality is, while ROI is important, culture, retention, productivity, all these things flow into ROI anyway. And, and so it just, you know, it, it's important and, you know, oftentimes harder to quantify, but nevertheless it, it, impactful. So I, no, I love the story. Please, uh, you know, share the next one. I'm, I'm curious. Okay. So um, this is a, this is another large client um, and uh, they are geographically dispersed. So they have over 50 locations mm-hmm. um, across the U.S which, you know, a lot of organizations have this. And even today, if you think about everyone working from home too. So they actually implemented something we call the Invitational, which is a five-week team-based steps challenge. Hmm. And the reason that they implemented this, so team-based, meaning that you're like paired up with different teams that are similar to you, so it really creates this concept of a challenge. You don't want to always have the one team that's beating everybody because that just isn't fun. Um, <laughs> so, so this uh, team-based steps challenge, they rolled out to improve engagement, but also they wanted to really build a sense of community across their entire organization. Even though they had these, you know, various geographically dispersed worksite locations, they wanted to build a sense of community across the organization. So year one, they, they rolled out the program, the Invitational, and they had over 12,000 individual employees participate, register and participate in the program. They had over... 2,400 teams, so again, because this is a team-based program, Mm -hmm. and they walked a total of 3.4 billion steps. That's pretty impressive, year one, right? (laughs) (laughs) They then launched the program again for um, their organization in year two, and they saw um, over 16,000 uh, individuals participate. They saw a 36% increase in the number of teams, the number of participants, and they walked a total of 4.9 billion steps. Oh so gosh. that's actually 1.4 billion more steps all <laughs> than the first year. And the reason I bring this up is because they actually, as part of year two, they reduced their incentive amount. 
they also reduced the amount of communications that they did about the program. And so really what this wound up becoming is word of mouth. You know, people heard about who participated the first year, the, the excitement, the energy it created. They saw the success. You know, people were more active. They were losing weight. And it really created the, their own essential wellness champions throughout their organization. And so people were excited. And it wasn't about, you know, the incentive. They didn't need those, those strong communications because they had that word of mouth throughout the organization. So it was, that's pretty exciting. And these are really just, you know, two examples how you can improve business based on focusing you know, on employee well-being and, and culture. And, you know, to your point, you will get that, that ROI or that, that VOI as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. And, and two fantastic examples. And that, that, that small incentive became not as important. It's more about the culture that you create and, and, and how you drive toward a healthier and, uh, and more attractive culture. So thank you for sharing that, uh, Christine. Uh, you know, as, as the business evolves and, and things change, what would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've experienced while there and a key learning that came out of it? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I would say that the coronavirus, truthfully, has created some, you know, pretty significant uh, workplace challenges and setbacks, you know, not only probably for all organizations, but I would say WebND is, is no exception. As an employer, you know, we've obviously had to adhere to stay-at-home orders. We've had to cancel travel and really adapt to changes within our environment. We've also had to work with our clients who have to adjust their own business strategy as well. And well-being is no different. So we've had clients that have had to, you know, cancel or postpone biometric screening events because you know, people aren't together. They're not in the office. Um, you know, I just talked right. about a, a wellness challenge and, you know, maybe organizations have decided, you know, now's not the time to promote that. So it's definitely not business as usual. And it definitely requires changes in terms of how we respond to employee well-being too. But I think, you know, as I kind of think about the current situation, setbacks obviously happen, of course. But, I, you know, we didn't expect this kind of um, pandemic ever to happen, or at least I didn't. And so mm, yeah, the important thing did. for, right, I mean, so I feel like for us at WebMD, we had to essentially, I would say, redirect our energy to focus on where we could help our clients and their employees and their members. So, you know, consumers come to WebMD to get trusted health information. So, you know, we saw this as, okay, here's an opportunity to redirect or, I don't know, maybe shift our efforts to focus on how we provide trusted health information on the coronavirus to our employers and health plans Mm -hmm. um, and their employees and members. So, we essentially, even, you know, from a marketing perspective, we put our marketing efforts on hold and really began focusing on how we could provide information that was, you know, necessary and trusted regarding the coronavirus. So I think it was like March 2nd, we did a COVID-19 overview campaign for our clients. So the goal was really to educate them on 
the new virus and really present the facts. And so we created an email template and a PDF that they could send to their employees. And, you know, we weren't sure what the reaction would be if our clients would use it. Um, but we just knew there was a lot of conflicting information. It was really early on. And in reality, the reaction was tremendous. I mean, clients were like, this is great. This is easy, it's clean, it's straightforward, and they started to want more. Mm -hmm. And so we've since been rolling out communications to support our clients with various types of campaigns around the coronavirus, you know, from emotional health to managing your well-being to working from home. So, you know, that's one focus area. I would say that, you know, we also launched content within our solution dedicated to the coronavirus so that we were making sure that, you know, we were providing the right information. And um, we even worked with one of our new partners to provide a free text-based education program so that users can receive information and updates around COVID-19 via text message. So they can, you know, be focused, but they get the message, they get relevant information, they have some action items that maybe they can do in terms of sanitizing their home or, you know, social distancing, but then they can go back to focusing on themselves and not having to search the internet, you know, for all this crazy information and wondering whether it's relevant. So, you know, I would say that we learned that we can't lose sight of the benefit of well-being, um, but we just need to really reposition what we do to make sure that we're supporting our clients and giving them the right information. Well, and that's great because it's a, I mean, the whole COVID thing took us for, I mean, by surprise and, and, and it, it, it's been a heavy lift for a lot of organizations to really answer the questions. What is it? How do I deal with it? And then beyond that, right. Thinking through staying at home, working at home. So awesome work to you and your team for, and I'm sure all the employers that you've worked with that provided, you provided this to, they've been relieved because so many of the answers, you know, they're like a lot of companies have had to go and find them and, and hire experts to best address this. So uh, kudos for, for that pivot that you guys made. It's uh, awesome. And, you know, one thing I'll add, Saul, is that, Kind of going back to our earlier discussion on holistic well-being, we can't lose sight of the impact that this current situation with COVID-19 is having on people emotionally. You know, I know the emotional strain it's having on me. I mean, my emotions are like a roller coaster. I have a a daughter that's going to go off to college and I'm, you know, feeling sad that certain things might be canceled. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're excited. We're going to do some things focused on um, emotional and mental health, which we'll be announcing soon. And so it just really further enforces, reinforces that, you know, well-being is so important no matter what. And there's always the right time and the right place. And you just, you know, you shouldn't, not focus on it. So we're excited. No, that's great. Kudos for you. And you're, you're, you're employing it in the home, which in the end, you know, a lot of people that do receive these services and these benefits transfer them to their loved ones at home to help uh, as well. Uh, So, so what would you say you're most excited about today, Christine? 
Well, I don't know if you could tell I'm excited a lot, but <laughs> no, I could tell. Believe I think, me. <laughs> um, you know, I think if there's anything that we've learned from, you know, the current, you know, our blending of work life and the impact, I would say that the coronavirus is having is that, you know, it just further reinforces that well-being programs are an essential part. Um, of really any positive company culture. You know, I love what we're doing. And I think that it's important to, you know, educate companies out there that well-being programs don't automatically create a strong culture. You know, you know, oftentimes it's people think if they build it, they will come. And that's not the case. It does take work and it does take trust. But I do get excited that, you know, well-being, when it does become part of an organization's DNA, you know, the results are, are pretty profound, whether it is ROI or VOI or a combination of both, you know, and I'm excited that we can really bring a solution and a philosophy that starts with these small lifestyle changes and really help individuals create accountable goals and make it simple, make it personally relevant and, and also make it, make it fun. You know, I think we're learning that in today's environment, well-being is not a nice to have, but it's definitely an essential. Wow. Yeah, that's well put. It's not a nice to have folks. It's a must have. And, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, no, I think it's great. And, and, you know, just thinking about the position, of WebMD and the you know, how content rich it is. And, and just, I mean, talk about a great partner for this. So if you hadn't considered them, what WebMD Health Services is, is doing an extraordinary job, as you can hear. Uh, well, well, Christine, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm just excited that I got to participate on this podcast today. Um, hopefully, you can see that you know health and well being is my passion, and um, you know if anyone is interested in learning more about what WebMD Health Services does or just our philosophy around well being, if if you go to our website, you can register for our blog because I do a lot of posts on our blog. Um, that don't necessarily have to be about our product, but the importance around well-being and things that you can do within your organization. So a lot of great examples um, that we can share with everyone. That's awesome. Folks, uh, webmdhealthservices.com. And uh, what's the best place for them to reach out and get more info? Yeah, if you, if you want to connect with us, um, feel free to send an email to connect at webmd webmd.net, connect at webmd.net, and we'll make sure that, um, you know, we get your questions answered or share additional information if you're interested. Outstanding. Christine, thanks again for for a, a great discussion around holistic well-being. And uh, folks, I hope you found some inspiration to to uh, rethink what you're doing, or maybe it reinforced what you're already doing. And, uh, and that's wonderful. So Christina, appreciate your, your time here today and looking forward to staying in touch. Thanks all. Appreciate it.